Hey, 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 y'all. It's your host, Jasmine Haley of the Legacy Speaker Show. And today's guest is Jordan Guyton. Jordan is a social media content expert and curated community building genius. She is the owner of Vera Jean Media. She partners with companies who serve small business owners to teach them how to use social media content to amplify and monetize their offers online. After starting her business from scratch, okay, down in the trenches, y'all, in 2020. <laughs> Jordan has generated multiple six figures in the business and has grown her Instagram audience to 88,000 plus amazing humans. Her true passion is helping small business owners and creators showcase their authentic self through their content to make more money online. Jordan has been someone that I've followed for quite some time and randomly connected with online. So I knew that there was going to be some point in time we would collaborate and here she is. And I'm so very grateful that you're here today on the show. Yay. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited for this conversation. It's going to be magic. It's going to be good. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things that I appreciate about following you on social is how consistent you are mm -hmm. about the content that you share. I know exactly what it is that you do. And so for the listeners here, many of them are business owners. They may be professionals. We have a few leaders that are listening, right? But they're all looking to leverage their voice mm -hmm. and they're all looking to leverage their story. And they're all looking to share their um, message through speaking and training. So I would just love to know why you decided to center on this part of business mm -hmm. in 2020. Why this area? Why is it of importance for us and the listeners to be aware of it as well? Yeah, great question. So I think for me in 2020, if we could set the stage of when I started my business, it was in the height of the pandemic. And coming from 10 years of being in TV and entertainment, uh, I was in casting, production. I used to work for the Maury show. So all the baby mama drama DNA stuff, like that was my life for a long time. Um, <laughs> like it was just my bread and butter. I also was in front of the camera. Um, and with the pandemic, we were all forced to sit down, right? And I found myself collecting unemployment. And my business initially started with creating content for essential businesses that were open at the time. And so that was jerk chicken spots in Harlem. That was the grocery store down the street. Like that's all I could create content for but money was coming in the door for them. And I thought from there, okay, I know how to tell stories. I know how to pull the best out of people, hence getting people to run off stage at the Maury show. Like if I could do that, right, I can pull your story out of you um, so that you can call in the people that you're called to serve. Um, so I think that, you know, marketing has just evolved over the years in the sweet spot that we're in, especially you know, due to the pandemic and due to COVID, we're a lot more on our phones. We're a lot more influenced uh, by social media. And I think I just got in at the right time. Um, definitely mm -hmm. a download for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I love that. And I think that at some points in time, we have to pivot. We got to go where the work is. Mm -hmm. So that's a vital lesson there, a vital business letter business business lesson and life lesson yeah really and it's sometimes when we are looking at leveraging our voice and sharing our message pivots will have to happen Absolutely. you know and what i what i think is really important for people to understand is that um if you're looking to grow a business organically a huge part of your visibility piece is the content that you put out 
and being intentional with that. So mm-hmm. I would love to know, like, as you, as you started growing your own business, as you're looking at, you know, what, what your business is going to represent, how did content play a role in that? I mean, content changed the game for me. Content changed my life. Content changed my business. Um, content was what helped me initially start to qualify the right people to work with me. Um, I think, you know, content does a lot of the heavy lifting up front so that, you know, those of you that do discovery calls or sales calls or clarity calls, whatever the case is, it kind of clears the deck um, before someone gets to you. Um, Content is a great way to uh, just position yourself as the expert. You know, immediately once you start to get consistent or you go live, you're putting yourself essentially on a stage. And it's something that a lot of people want to do, but many don't. Um, So that's already, you know, built in expertise there as well. Um, And then I think, you know, we're digesting so much content on a daily basis that it's so important to make sure your content is infused with you so that your light shines for the people that are meant to see it. Um, I think that's kind of the biggest piece when it comes to just that content thing and not just, you know, buying, and there's nothing against it, but just buying random packages and just hoping that it's going to work or going on Canva, not changing or dusting yourself all over it, right? It's like, there has to be some sort of sprinkle of you in it. uh, And that's what will change the game for your business. Yes. And let me just rewind that tune, as they say, for Caribbean people. (laughs) One of the things that you said was it's a stage. Mm -hmm. And so what I, what I have to help people understand a lot of is like, when I talk about speaking and training, it's beyond just keynotes you have multiple stages that you can leverage. It could be in the form of what I'm doing right now, Mm -hmm. podcasts. Mm -hmm. It could be hosting your own event. It could be through the content that you're sharing on social. Mm -hmm. But again, it does the heavy lifting for you. And it could also put you in front of the right type of people that are looking to hire people who are speakers and trainers, right? Right. Um, It's just about the way that you leverage it. So I'm curious to know, like, with with the with the clients that you've worked with and what you've kind of seen along your own journey, what are some of the myths that are holding them back from leveraging, you know, their content? Yeah, great question. Um, I mean, I think I the way that I teach is a lot from experience and just lessons that I've learned or been through, um, mm-hmm. and then I see a lot of it just reflected in in my clients. One of those things is definitely overthinking. Um, I think we're just so much more in our heads and think that people care way more than they actually do. You know, I get so many questions of like, how do I announce that I'm changing directions or that I'm doing something? Like, I don't know. Like, what if and it's just like, you're, you're really overthinking it. Like, they really do not care. Just post it, right? Um, I think that's one thing. I think imposter syndrome is something that's really big when it comes to um, sharing your expertise and putting yourself out there. A lot of times people think you have to be at a 10 to teach um, and coach or pour or help others. And, you know, I always say if you're at a two, you can teach somebody at a one, you could teach somebody at a zero. And I think a lot of times that imposter syndrome of like, I have to be better than where I'm at right now, instead of meeting people where you're at and teaching them up. Um, so imposter syndrome, I think we make, content and social media harder than it needs to be. Um, 
need to be on every single platform. You don't need to be jumping and dancing. If that's that's not your ministry, you don't have to do that. You don't have to be on Snapchat, Clubhouse, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Like it's exhausting, right? Um, so lean into you know one or two platforms or one or two strategies. Um, get that going, right? And pour gas on that fire before we start to you know, build other things. But I think those are some of the the, the common things I see with, with small business owners and just getting consistent or even just getting started. Yeah, um, I really like the fact that you pointed out, like you can choose one to two and post there consistently. And consistency doesn't always have to mean daily. No. Am I correct? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't because I surely don't. You know, yeah. there's there's... Right now we're actually scheduling, but there's times where I'm like, I don't feel like doing it right now. (laughs) That's the season that I'm in as a parent, as a wife, and just, you know, the, my life outside of my business is really important for me. I want to sustain that. Um, I love my, my clients and the work that I do, but sometimes you just got to give yourself grace in the, in the fact that you may not always get it a hundred percent right. That's real. Yeah. I mean, you bring up a good point about, you know, consistency. And that's one thing I talk about a lot. Um, everyone's consistency is different. Um, I always say it's your frequency and, and you know, we, we get told on social that you need to post every day or multiple times a day. And again, that is not my ministry at all. Um, you know, if you can find a sweet spot of like minimum two to three posts a month, I mean a week, that gives you about 10 to 12 posts a month. That's doable if you're running a business and you're looking to generate sales, right? Um, I just, I think we focus more on quality over the quantity of our posts. Yeah. And one of the things I want to emphasize is, you know, um, in the speakers that we coach, many of them have gained their stages in multiple different ways. Mm -hmm. You have relationships, you could work the B2B corporate route where you're dealing with organizations with a hundred plus employees, you have smaller associations, like the sky's the limit on how you can leverage your visibility. But one of the ways, which is what we're emphasizing here today and why we've invited Jordan is content. Mm -hmm. That's one. It doesn't mean that it's your way, right? Because there are speakers and trainers I know closing seven figure contracts and they're never on social media, but For those of you who are considering your specific industry and knowing that your people hang out on social media, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe your people aren't there, there, but maybe they are. I would love to know like some of your thoughts in regards to content and how it can expand your visibility if your clientele or who it is that you want to reach are on social media. Um, I mean, I think... With content and, and social media, when you're consistent and you tap into your own consistency, you stay pretty top of mind, right? Um, you know, I, I heard a stat that only 1% of people post on LinkedIn consistently. So there's a lot of room um, to position yourself as a thought leader in that space. It's, there's a lot of room to be seen by buyers. There's a lot of room to be the educator or the expert. Um, and again, I think it goes back to that overthinking of, you know, what are they going to say? What are like, what if no one shows up? What if there's, it's going to happen? No one's going to show up. I just, I want to go ahead and clear the deck right now. At the very beginning, it's going to be straight crickets. It's going to be a lot of <laughs> and that's okay. 
it's social media is a long game. Content strategy is a long game. Um, but I think business is too. Entrepreneurship is too. So if you can get past, like I always think about, you know, when you cut your hair really short and then you go through like that ugly phase where you just, or your eyebrows, they wax too much of your eyebrows off and you're like, this is trash. There is that season with your content where you just, you just got to throw a scarf on or you just got to like you just got to chill. Um, because if you can withstand like that crunchy season, um, there's fruit on the other side. There's a planting season that has to happen. You have to sow those seeds um with your content first before the harvest actually happens yeah i absolutely absolutely love that and i talk about sowing seed a lot with mm -hmm. speaking but just to go back to like i love that you said that because when i first started in my business and that was seven years ago i the, when i look at the videos and like the social media that i was putting out mm -hmm. and like the lighting was jacked up <laughs> like i forgot to like right now i forgot to put my light on all right <laughs> I don't care. Okay. This is still going out. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Like I, the, the, the key of it was, was that I kept going. I kept mm -hmm. moving forward. I kept mm -hmm. moving forward. Like, mm -hmm. and that's the part that I feel like people don't understand that entrepreneurship is a mental, I feel like it's a physical and a spiritual journey. Absolutely. And you have to get used to really walking by faith. Like mm -hmm. you are not going to see but a few steps, a few feet, if even ahead of you. Right. And the only way you can get to the other side is if you keep moving forward. Absolutely. And I love that you share that. And we can take that same thinking when it comes to our content. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's a lot of, it's a lot of crunchiness, especially when you're trying like new things or going live or re just things that are not natural. Like it's like, we're, we're all not, built to be on camera or to show up on camera or to do like, but you can learn, right. And you can yeah. build muscle. Um, and you're right. It's just a matter of like letting the crunchy moments happen and then saying, okay, next. And you get to a point, like Jasmine said, my light's not even on. Like you get to a point where you're like, okay, like I'm not about to start over. Like the light is on. Y'all see my face more. Like it's, it just gets to a point where it's not even that serious anymore. It really, it really isn't it really isn't and it can't and it's not going to affect the transformation it's not it really is not um now the way you construct your messaging right if you jumble mm -hmm. you're jumbling all over the place yes mm -hmm. but having the latest gear you know having the perfect marketing material it does not so mm -hmm. i wanted to tap into one more final thing before we get to our final question and mm -hmm. it's just I want to talk a little bit of how you leveraging content has let led to opportunities for you, sure. because I think it's important for people to, to know that when it's consistent, mm -hmm. when it's of value, right. Mm -hmm. And when you're, when you have clarity, that's mm -hmm. another key point here, mm -hmm. then it allows other companies, other businesses, other event organizers to be interested in partnering with you and your mm -hmm. leadership. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to make it easy, right? Like you have to make it easy for brands, businesses, partnerships, collabs for them to say yes, right? And I think that process is very intentional. Um, when I think about the majority of the partnerships and the deals that I've gotten, 
it's been because I've built a relationship through intentionally sharing about the things that I love or the brands that I use or the companies or the platforms that I pay monthly for years, right? So I think it's like when it comes to like that collaboration and that partnership, um, that clarity is so, it's such a key word, right? Like why? Why do, is it just the money? Why do we want, is it exposure? Why do we want this partnership? Why do we want this collaboration? What is the goal behind it, right? And I think if that posture of your heart and intention is there, those brands, because there is this is not the first collaboration. They know, they be knowing, like they know who they <laughs> want with, and they watch you for a very long time. Then, oh, okay. Wait for a year. And I'm like, and y'all now just cut me a check? And I didn't post it like six times about y'all? Like, it's a process. Um, and, it, and it goes back to that long game of like, you have to stay in it. You have to plant the seeds. You know, they see you, they like the post. They say, oh, thanks for reposting. But you don't know a year later. And it's same with clients, right? Uh, mm -hmm. A no is, is we, we think these no's are, or not right now's are no's. And sometimes these not right now's are not right now. Right. Um, it's not right now. We don't need you right now in this org or we don't need this keynote. We don't need this talk right now. But guess who's top of mind due to their content, due to their consistency. Right. And so we have to start treating a lot of those not right now as, as exactly what they are. Right. Not at this time. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's for me, for sure. Oh, that's such a valuable gem right there, because you had mentioned like they followed you the people who were who sparked an interest in your work were mm -hmm. following you for a period of time before they initiated a partnership and i have seen that work for myself as well when mm -hmm. i started working with some billion dollar companies right um million dollar companies it doesn't matter we're talking about larger corporations besides the smaller ones Correct. every single time i interacted with them and when i did and landed the deal they had been following me for some time. <laughs> and so your content and what you put out there is really building a relationship. Yep. Prior to the actual relationship starting, I remember one corporate entity, they invited me over to do training to learn about their products and services. Mm -hmm. And that's what led me to becoming a key opinion leader or a almost like an ambassador for a company. Cool. So they would pay you, pay you to speak, right? Or they mm -hmm. would support your events and sponsor mm -hmm. your events. But anyway, mm -hmm. when I was having conversation with the person that was a decision maker, mm -hmm. the first thing he stated was, I've actually been listening to your podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mm -hmm. and sometimes I'm talking about really crazy stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. And he's binging every episode. I bet he was. I bet he was. <laughs> exactly. But guess what? I was 100% myself, but yeah. I wasn't cray cray, but I was 100% myself. Mm -hmm. So I love how you've added those gems of being authentically who you are, showing up consistently, providing value, giving, giving towards those companies you would love to partner with mm -hmm. without anything in return, yeah. you know, and that takes patience. And again, going back to being uh, faith-based in the, the actions that you're taking, right? You're strategic, you're intentional, but you're doing it with heart. Yeah. You will be able to reap the benefits. Absolutely. I mean, it's already on your heart. You've already seen it, right? And now mm -hmm. the world is just has to catch up, right? It's yes. Those dreams and that heart and that vision, it's there. If you can see it and feel it, it's there. 
But again, time, the world, all of that has to catch up to that. So are you going to stay in it or are you going to let it go? Right. Oh, I love it. All right. So here's our last question. Our last question is, what was the best, very best advice you've ever been given in your business? It can be related to content or just business in general. Best advice. (laughs) This is a good question. I mean, I don't know if this is what I can give you is nobody knows what they're doing. It's true. Like, I think that is the best advice. I think the moments where I start to think about needing to have it all together and like needing to hire this person and have all this and all the systems that nobody, nobody knows what they're doing. We're all just making it up as we go. And sometimes <laughs> it works and then sometimes it doesn't. And then you take this as a lesson. And then if this works, then you keep going along the path. And I really exactly. think what business is. And it's, you've got to enjoy the journey because the destination, I don't even know what it's going to be. So you <laughs> Facts. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jordan, let everyone know where they can find your awesome content. Yeah. So Instagram and also LinkedIn has been my playground as of recently. Um, so you can find me both um, at Jordan Guyton, J-O-U-R-D-A-N-G-U-Y-T-O-N. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I truly appreciate your time today. Thanks, Jasmine. All right, y'all. This was such a great reminder. Even for me, as I was thinking about some of the work that I've been doing, I'm like, have I recently given a shout out and really thank the companies that have had a major impact in my business growth just because, you know, I've, I've done it, but haven't been so sort of intentional. And I also really started thinking about when we were talking with Jordan is my content reflective of what my brand and what, what I want my message to reflect. And so that's my takeaway for each of you is to think about as you're showing up on social media, or as you're showing up in your own newsletter, as you're showing up in, in even, you know, physical rooms, right? The way that you're displaying yourself, the messaging that you're sharing is in alignment with how you want your business to be represented, is in alignment with how you want your name spoken inside of the rooms that you may not be present. All right. And if you're interested in learning more about content development, make sure that you follow Jordan. And if you found value, if you found some gems in our discussion today, please leave us a review. It helps the Legacy Speaker Show not be a best kept secret. It allows others to find the valuable content that we've been able to share with the wonderful guests, but also really leverage speaking and training and refine their business strategy so that they can go out there and continue to scale their legacy. All right, y'all. I'll see you next time.